the Ibrox channel. It's transfer deadline day. Will Rangers make any sign-ins? I talk about our current sign-ins, the state of play, and I talk briefly about our last three games post-winter break. This is all to come on the Ibrox Channel podcast. A Rangers podcast. This is the Ibrox Channel. Hi everyone, a very warm welcome to the Ibrox Channel podcast. I am Andrew and uh, we're going to have a nice interesting pod today. We've got three games of football to discuss. We um, had uh, a good result over at Dumbarton in the Scottish Cup on a very uh, treacherous surface. We had a great win at Easter Road and uh, of course we had uh, a fantastic win which wasn't all in the glory and glamour that you'd uh, want to see from a Rangers side, but we got the job done at St Mirren in Paisley. So it is transfer deadline day. It is the 1st of February. I'm recording this at around about 2pm. There's been no official announcement from the club on Cortez. So Cortez, of course, uh, looks like he has signed for Rangers, um, according yesterday to uh, a lot of the media and a lot of the guys in the know, like Four Lads Had a Dream and, of course, the guys at Heart and Hand. Uh, So, allegedly, he has signed. It'd be very nice to have a a proper right winger in place. That would be the first proper right winger we've probably had since Candias. It's a nice bit of competition for McCausland as well, um, because, of course, McCausland's kind of been thrown in at the deep end a little bit, but, you know what, I would say he's passed the test gives him a little bit of competition and can help with his development as well so what do we know about Cortez well he has um, he's had four league one appearances over in France um, one goal one assist um, he's he was Colombia's top goal scorer at the South American Youth Championships last year so uh, hopefully he can uh, come up with the goods up here in Scotland main positions obviously right winger he can play attacking midfield or he can play over he has been known to play over as a left winger but uh, I think he'll be out there on the right so that's uh, one that looks like it's been done. Um, I'm, I am wondering if Rangers have a kind of lefty announcement tool today just to kind of give it a little bit of a better transfer deadline day feel. Um, from what it sounds like, this could be the last signing because, of course, uh, we did hear um, about the uh, hefty deal um, that looks like now that that will be on ice for a bit uh, due to his uh, parent club uh, not wanting to go through with the deal just yet uh, until the summer. But it looks like we've got a verbal agreement in place for Hefty's services um, in the summer from June the 1st. I think that was uh, confirmed by Fabrizio Romano. So uh, the man is in the know and generally he's never wrong. Um, so at least that's not a position that we really need to uh, sort out at the minute unless uh, a club comes in with a, a 20 million pound bid for Redvan Yilmaz that would be uh, oh, that would be something wouldn't it but we wouldn't want to be left in that position though um, so yeah so so far I can deal without us not having an extra left back for now I think he's one for the future and uh, a bit of a development player so um yeah you know what if that doesn't happen yet that's fine and of course we all know he um, went a bit AWOL not sure what happened there um obviously um Cypriot football in the minute is a little bit 
in a little bit of chaos. So, uh, yeah. Now, there's been a lot of talk, of course, on Lawrence Shankland. Um, I appeared over on the Rangers Nation podcast earlier in the week with uh, Owen David, who was absolutely fantastic. And um, I think we kind of share the similar opinion that um, Shankland, all the Shankland talk seems to be coming more from the fans and probably Shankland and Shankland's agent himself. Shankland clearly wants the move over to Ibrox, but um, obviously Shankland doesn't quite fit in with our player trading model. Sometimes, though, you just need to invest in a goal scorer. I would like to have him. I really would. Um, I'll be honest, though, as much as, you know, he's a valued part of Hart's team, he's their captain, um, and, of course, he's their goal, their top goal scorer, um, I wouldn't be paying over £3 million for him. I'd pay £3 million because I think that's a fair amount, and that's fair for Hart's to want that. But over £3 million, when you start and get to that, get into that £4 million mark, his contract's going to expire soon. I, I think he will be a Rangers player at some point. Now, there's a lot of chat about would he fit in with our team? Um, well, he probably, well, for one, he goes against the player trading model and that system that um, we're setting out. But sometimes you've just got to go and buy a goal scorer, haven't you? You know, somebody that you'll pay three million on and using your team, have the best out of him. And uh, until that's it, you know, not every player you can buy in has to be a sellable asset. And I think that's the case with Shankland. Would Shankland work here? Yes, I think he would. I know, again, it kind of isn't quite... I don't think he quite fit necessarily in some teams and some formations. However, I think he'd be a very valuable asset sometimes off the bench. Now, I'm not saying he'd be on the bench for every game. I just think that he's somebody that would be good to turn to in some games. He's been His output's been brilliant for Hearts. He's been great in Europe and uh, he scores goals against the other mob, you know, to win games versus them. So, yeah. You know, what? what's not to like? And of course, he knows the Scottish game. He'd probably hit the ground running. There is a place. There is a place. In London town. Where the people can gather and cheer the Rangers on. RFCSA London. The London branch. Representing interests of blue noses in our Britannic capital since 1961. Social events, boat parties, access to eyebrows tickets and a central London venue for TV games. Join now in preparation for next season. Search RFCSA London or message us on social media. We are the people. Hold town! No, that's his name! It's a really good First time and enjoying it, i come back. The play was brilliant. We only came yeah. because of the play because yeah. it was all about bigotry and the caring. This is actually my first night at the theatre. Really enjoyable and I will be back. What happens when you lock up a Celtic fan and a Rangers fan in a cell together on the day of the big match? Fireworks, that's what... That was a wee trailer there for singing I'm No A Billy, He's A Tim. The play by Des Dillon is uh, having its 20th anniversary tour across the UK. Scott Kyle himself is uh, taking the show on the road all around the UK and Ireland. For more information, head to scottkyle.co.uk where you've got all the tickets listed on there. It is sold out in London on the Sunday night. That's the 12th of May. I'll be there on the 12th of May but uh, there's still tickets available for the Friday and 
and the Saturday, I believe. That's all on the website, scottkyle.co.uk. I had an interview with Scott Kyle earlier in the week. You'll find that on the podcast feed. A Rangers podcast. This is the Ibrox channel. So, how would I rate the transfer window so far? Well, you know what? It has been decent. There's been a lot of names thrown around. Um, but you know what? It could be much better by tonight. You know, we'll have to see. It looks like Cortez is signing on. Uh, nothing officially confirmed yet. Um, it sounds like that might be the last of the signings. But uh, if you look at who we brought in so far, you know, Diamande, you know, somebody that's highly, highly rated. Um, obviously, Silva, again, a player who, you know, he's got promise. You know, Wolves want to keep a hold of him. There's no... Um, there's no clause for us to be able to buy silver, so clearly Wolves want to keep a hold of him. I just think he's been eased in over the past few weeks into Scottish football because it is it can be a bit of a challenging environment for some players. And, uh, of course, Cortez may be coming in later, so we'll have to see about that. Now, it's been... Uh, an interesting month. Now, we always have a little bit of the fear in the back of our heads, don't we? Especially when uh, we come back from the dreaded winter break. Um, we started the um, second part of the season with a Scottish Cup tie over in Dumbarton, which, um, you know, it's not never a kind of game you really want to play straight after your winter break. It was uh, absolutely Baltic, absolutely windy. It was a terrible pitch. But you know what, we got the game won and it was uh, a very straightforward win after that. Dessas, obviously, we saw both sides of Dessas in that game. You know, he, he, he scored a great goal, uh, but of course he um, he was his usual self with missing a few chances. Uh, great goal from Lundstrom. We've seen Lundstrom carrying on the form that he had from you know the the first part of the season into this part and you know what I think he might have even got a little bit better now if we look at the Hibs game the Hibs game was the real potential banana skin you know Easter Road midweek uh, you just you know we have lost there before it's been a it can be a very tough place to go especially after a post winter break um, you know they had some new some newer players starting they had uh, Maleda's first start um, and they got their uh, player Megua back from Airdrie from the loan deal that he was there. Uh, and their manager, of course, Lee Johnson, uh, not Lee Johnson, sorry, uh, their manager, Nick Montgomery, he likes to play from the back. Um, however, i got to be honest, Hibs aren't very good at it, and we like to play against teams that do things like that, that like to try and open, you know, it leaves a lot of space in behind when they try and play from the back. We're very good at pressing, I think, out of possession now as well we are very good um, off the ball we seem to be more organised under Beal we weren't very good at hunting in packs and trying to win that ball back something we were very good at under Gerard. so it's good to see us uh, back you know doing things like that again um you know, it was uh, it was a fairly comfortable win, wasn't it, in, in, in Easter Road? Um, you know, it was a, a fantastically worked goal from Dessels. You know, what a goal that was. Um, Campwell, 
unfortunately he had a bit of uh, a game where he was a little bit non-existent um, looked like he was pulling up with a groin injury and then boom out of nowhere he scores a, a brilliantly drilled shot past uh, David Marshall and I have to be honest David Marshall took a little bit of a ball to the I say a little bit that's me being generous he took a, a ball to the face about two minutes before that so I don't know if that maybe put him off a little bit because if we're being honest from where the shot was taken and where it was in the goal I do think David Marshall should have saved it but there we go a glimmer of hope there from Campwell somebody who's um Starting to receive, I think, a little bit of stick now uh, for some of his performances. I just hope that um, he can start um, putting in the performances we saw about a year ago when he came in. And that was that, really, for Easter Road. It was a, a fantastic win at Hibs, somewhere where, as I say, it's always difficult to get a result. Uh, but then we had another potential a banana skin. You know, that's uh, something I'm going to just keep saying because uh, post-winter break, for me, every game seems to be a potential a banana skin because uh, it's just the uh, the PTSD lives in my memory. But uh, yes, after the good 3-0 win at Hibs, which was, uh, I think, Lamont's ninth clean sheet in 13, I want to say. Uh, I think that's right. I'm sure someone will correct me if it's not. But yes, we went to over to Paisley uh, for the game v St Mirren for the early kickoff on the Saturday. And uh, what did I make? What did I make of that? Well, it was... A game that even Philippe Clement reckoned before the match started that it wasn't going to be a pretty affair and he wasn't wrong. Now, Hibs set up with a 3-4-3, so Hibs are going with three at the back, trying to flood the midfield a little bit. Um, they weren't exactly just going to sit back and uh, try and uh, defend. They know they're capable of scoring, they know they're capable of getting something and it was quite an even first half, if we're being honest. Um, the the goal, though, that came in the first half from uh, Dessers, what a goal that was. Another fantastic ball from Lundstrom, something we saw um, when he um, chipped a lovely ball over for Yilmaz in the Hibs game to open the score in there. We had a great, another great clipped ball over the top by Lundstrom. Um, I have to say, Dessers, he was so clever. He, he was biding his time. He was waiting to see where the keeper was going to commit. And it was a lovely finish. He took it past the keeper. And uh, it, it definitely seems when he takes the ball on that side, one-on-one, -on -one, I think he's that's his strongest side because via the other mob, he took it from the other side and it was just an absolute mess, wasn't it? So uh, nice one, Cyril. Nice one, son, which was uh, belting out from the crowd. And of course, James McFadden, who was on commentary on Cocoms, uh, absolutely enjoyed that goal um, with him passing the ball into the empty net or something along them lines. Uh, Tav was unlucky though, wasn't he? Rattled the post with a brilliant strike from the edge of the area. And there's definitely a striker in there, I do think. No wonder his brother does so well as a striker. Um, but as I was saying before, St Mirren, they weren't scared to have a go. You could see that with the formation and uh, with the first half stats. They were very even. But Butland does what Butland does. You know, he ensured he kept the clean sheet. I think you're, if you're if you're a St Mirren fan, despite the result, I think you're happy with the performance. You know, and Butland with his great saves, it's hard to do on a pitch like that where the ball can bobble. And uh, you know what? I, I was quite critical. And I think people will remember 
Um, last season when I did Hubie was signing Jack Butland, I thought, ooh, I don't know, this is going to be another type of Joe Hart, because uh, Butland, I remember seeing him at Stoke, you know, he always had a bit of a mistake in him, but you know what, he's proven me wrong, he's a, a, a top, top class goalkeeper, and he really is helping keep those clean sheets and I'll be honest with you I think he helps our defence as well I think our defence are are better and I think the chemistry works better because they know that they've got a good keeper behind them and I think it's the same with Butland I think he knows he's now got a good defence in front of him I think that gives him confidence as well it all helps it's all yin and yang with the uh, chemistry in the team for me now one thing I did notice from the uh, St Mirren game Clement um, he wasn't scared to make changes, you know, he made a few at half time, he took Scott Wright off who unfortunately, which was a bit of a, a surprise start, we all know that Wright, you know, what he can do but unfortunately he doesn't do it often enough, Scott Wright's very good at getting past a man, past another man and being very direct but unfortunately, you know, sometimes he takes that one too many touches and loses the ball. Um, he's, he's got a little bit of the Ryan Kent about him, hasn't he? But I think his his footwork just isn't as good, um, unfortunately. But uh, yes, he came off for McCausland, who looked a little bit more assured when he came on. Of course, Cantwell came off as well for Lawrence. It's been really good to see Lawrence back into the mix. And even after those substitutes, um, Raskin, who was back into the team, he did come off at 58 minutes for Ryan Jack. Um, and of course, Sterling, what a performance from Sterling. There's been a lot of comparisons comparisons between him and Calvin Bassey. I think that there's a, a very good player in there because, you know, for me, if he rarely loses the ball and when he does lose the ball, he's winning it back and you know he's winning that back through sheer power. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I think Sterling now knows his position is in midfield. I don't think he's going to be at right back unless it's for emergency cover if um, if Tav is out for any reason. But I think we're quite lucky with Tav. I think he doesn't get injured too often. But uh, I've probably just jinxed it now. But uh, yeah, he's definitely not. I don't think he's going into the right back position anytime soon. That's for sure. So now... Uh, that was uh, three games there. That was three wins for Rangers. One goal conceded. Uh, it seems like that is 10 clean sheets now for Philippe Clement since he's come in in 14 matches, which is incredible, really. It seems that our um, results seem to be really based on our defence. Now, we've had a little chat about uh, sign-ins and, you know, the ones that are pretty much confirmed. I do expect Cortez to be confirmed later today from what it sounds like. I don't know what time that will be, though. Um, I'm hoping that there's another little surprise. I hope there's another striker being loaned in. I just really do. I think now the loss to Sima, I think it's a massive, massive blow. Um... As Ronald de Boer did say um, in an article with the Dutch press um, about Dessers, Dessers very much a form player. He's in good form at the minute. That doesn't mean he's going to continue that form. I think maybe, you know, a bad result or a bit of a bad game and I think his head's going to go down. We saw that in the old firm where he had that one-on-one -on -one chance, which you got to be honest, you don't get one-on-ones very often against that lot. And unfortunately, you know, you could tell once he missed that chance and didn't even get a shot away, his head went down for the rest of the game. He was very ineffective. So he's very much a form player. I hope he's put his bad form behind him. I hope he motors on for us. However... 
you know what we're like with injuries these days. Um, it's just an absolute nightmare. So we do need that one more player, I think, just one more striker to to come in for a bit, a nice bit of rotation, a bit of cover, which is handy. Somebody you can go to the bench and bring on later on in a game. Because we've got to be honest here, Kemar Roof, as much as I love him, as much as he would be the best striker in Scotland if fit, he's not fit and he's never really been fit. You know, He's never really made four games in a row and that's unfortunate, his body's letting him down but that's nothing, unfortunately, he can really do about. But there's going to be a big decision with him in the summer. Now we've got um, a group of home games coming up now, haven't we? So uh, this is a perfect chance to, to build some points up and uh, hopefully get uh, four wins out of four. So we've got Livingston coming up this Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Then, of course, on the Tuesday, that's the 6th of February, we've got Aberdeen at home. Hopefully we can uh, get some vengeance. We haven't beaten Aberdeen in the league this year, which is ridiculous. It really is ridiculous that we haven't. Um, unfortunately, um, that 3-1 defeat was an absolute mess and obviously cost Michael Beale his job. Now, obviously, Aberdeen are managerless at the minute. They go over to Parkhead at the weekend, um, probably with an interim in the dugout. Um, it would be interesting to see who takes the Aberdeen job, but uh, I would say that there's a very good manager at the minute playing um, with a team in the SPFL. He's very good at working with low budgets. And you know what his name is? His name's Derek McInnes. But uh, yeah, I don't think that one will happen again. I don't. I think, you know, I think he'll stay at Kilmarnock. Uh, then, of course, we have the FA, the SFA Cup. I don't know why I'm calling it the SFA Cup. The Scottish Cup. The fifth round on Saturday, the 10th of February, where we've got Air United. That'll be an interesting tie, of course. It'll be slightly spicier, especially with their new manager that they've appointed. And then, of course, we have Rangers Ross County on the 14th of February, which was our game in hand. So it's going to be a very good Valentine's evening if we uh, claw those points back uh, for lots in the support. Right, well, um, at the time of doing this, this is, as I say, I started recording this around 2pm on the 1st of February, obviously on transfer deadline day. Uh, there's not been anything coming through. I've been checking my phone intermittently in between uh, this recording and there's nothing really coming through yet. As I say, I do expect Cortez uh, to be signing. Um, later on today, I think all the official stuff will be happening. There is a possibility a couple of players could go out on loan. Um, of course, there was a talk. Um, well, there was talk last night of um, Rabi Matondo going out on loan. I don't think that's going to happen. No, I don't think that is going to be happening. However, Adam Devine is uh, set for a deadline date move away from Rangers, according to the Rangers Review. Uh, Kilmarnock and Motherwell are both interested in the right back. Um, if it's a loan deal, that would be fantastic for his development. I think that would be really good, especially a team like Kilmarnock, especially the way they're playing at the minute. I think he'd fit in there quite nicely. Um other news, I haven't really seen much else that's concrete. Obviously, we are very quiet um, when it comes to talking about transfers. However, we do have a little bit of a situation uh, when it comes to registering for our European squad. So we can make three changes to our European squad. Now, understandably, uh, we've got a 
we'll have to use one of those um, births, so to speak, for Yilmaz, because Yilmaz was never included in the original Europa League squad. It was Barisic originally. Uh, so that means that Silva, Diamandi and Cortez, one of them are going to have to miss out on the European squad, uh, sadly. So I think that list will be submitted at the last minute. Um, depending on injuries and stuff because we can only make three changes to that squad and obviously Ridvan I do feel will be in that team due to the way he's been playing lately so yeah that's a little bit of a headache for the manager so hopefully um, hopefully he has his players in mind that he's going to take there Right, I've been talking long enough. I'm sure you're all uh, refreshing your phones like I have. Um, if you want to know a little bit more about anything, then I chatted with Glasgow Rangers Nation earlier in the week. Uh, I want to thank Owen David for having me on. Um, it was a fantastic podcast. We had a chat in the week. It's over on YouTube, so just find Glasgow Rangers Nation. And we chatted about um, you know some of the players, the trading model, the transfer window so far. And we chatted about um, some of our new signings. And uh, I gave my opinion on can we win the league. So I don't think... Uh, I think you can guess what my answer is for that one. But uh, yeah, so do head over to YouTube, Glasgow Rangers Nation, where I spoke with Owen David. Right, if anything changes, I will be back over the next few days. Unfortunately, Ian couldn't join me on this pod today. Ian from the London branch, who's going to be joining me uh, going forward. Uh, unfortunately, he's been a bit busy this week, but he will join me very soon. I'll also look to do some recording down at the RFCSA London branch down on Tooley Street in London. So if you're not familiar with the London branch, they've been going since 1961 and they are the place to go and see Rangers if you're in the big smoke. They're based at the Bermondsey Beer Keller down on Tooley Street at London Bridge. So right near London Bridge Station, they're literally just round the corner from it, right on the banks of the Thames right in the heart of central London and they are very, very good people there. It's a great venue as well and uh, the atmosphere is absolutely brilliant uh, with some of the big matches there. So do head down to the London branch. Um, you can join, you can get discount there. So if you do join the London branch, you do get a, a beer token, which is brilliant. It's a poker chip with the RFCSA logo on it. So uh, I'm not I'm not going to use that for my free beer. I'm going to keep that because it's a nice little keepsake. Uh, you get a nice little card as well. And if you show the card at the till, you do get 10% off at the Bermondsey Beer Keller. You get 10% off the booze. So that's always good, isn't it? Especially now that Jai Dran, Jai, oh, I can't even say it, Dry January is now over. Yes, I will learn how to speak the King's English very soon. Right, as I say, I've been talking long enough. If anything does change, I'll let you all know. Uh, if we have any signings that come in and we'll have a little chat because you never know I hope there's a little twist in the tail this evening I hope when Cortez is unveiled I do hope there is the old little uh, don't go to bed yet tweet from Rangers because uh, they're very good at things like that and hopefully we can just unveil another wee striker and uh, could you imagine if it was Shankland now don't get me wrong I don't think it will be Shankland but uh, could you imagine if it was that would be something wouldn't it Right, I'll see you all soon, guys, and uh, enjoy the Livingston game on Saturday. And before I go, don't forget there is another new guest blog up on the website if you're not familiar then head over to www.theibroxchannel.com and you will find uh, the site there. There's lots of blogs. I've done some blogs in the past, uh, but we've got a blog from Andy Luren on 
um, the one and only Steve Davis. So uh, he's he's put pen to paper on his thoughts on Davis, another famous Northern Irishman. Right, chitty bye everyone, and uh, enjoy your transfer deadline day. A Rangers podcast. This is the Ibrox Channel. Channel.